Yo, yo, yo. It's the Great Debate Show. Back and better than ever, baby. Jarvis Jeffries, Terrence Smith, Nick Ely. We are in the building. It's the good guys here at the Great Debate Show. Download, subscribe, rate, review, do it all. Let us know what you think about the Great Debate Show on Facebook. It is the Great Debate Show. Type it in in the search bar. It'll take you straight to our page, the new and improved The Great Debate Show Facebook page, where we are debating some of the hottest topics in sports of today and of yesterday. Get with us. Uh, the good guys are back, and we got so much to talk about. We're doing AFC East predictions. We are also going to talk about a few possible trades that still, they say, could happen before the season starts. Uh, I'll let you know what I think about that. Uh the New York Knicks, could they be getting Spider? That's uh, Donovan Mitchell. And could Kevin Durant be coming to our area in Memphis, Tennessee, to the Grizzlies? Uh, we got all of that and more. And and the Niners, for years, all of us Niner fans for the past few years thought that Tom Brady was saying, uh, was throwing a little shade at Jimmy Garoppolo when we thought that it was referred to him when he said, hey, this is who you pick over me. And seems like it was actually Derek Carr, not Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll explain, thanks to Dana White and the UFC, something that we found out over the weekend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and what a fight it was on Saturday night between Usman and, um, ah, well, what's his name? I'm forgetting already, uh, man. Leon. Huh? Leon? Leon. Uh, Is it Floyd? I mean, uh, no, 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 no. Man, I'm forgetting his name all damn ready, man. And this, like, look, he was like a plus 360, and I'm really, 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 I'm really mad at myself for not taking that bet. I didn't do it. Edwards. Edwards, that's it. That's it. Oh, Edwards. Man, he was going to lose. He was going to lose. Yeah. 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 He was going to lose the fight. I looked at it and forgot to make a bet. I, I, I didn't forget to make it. I just didn't think it was any need for it. I'm not going to lie. I did not see that happening. I, I I did once I started to watch the fight because every time I'm watching a UFC fight, these guys tend to do more, or women, tend to do something out of their characteristic. And every time they do, like Uzman not touching gloves before the fight, he pulled the old Ronda Rousey, and he got Ronda Rousey. It happens every damn time. And I know it's a tough physical sport, so I'm not going to hit you with any theories. Maybe that is a coincidence, but when they when they show that form of disrespect, I don't feel sorry for him. He was going to win that fight, but he lost it with one shot. It was faked him with the left hand, and he caught a left foot. Oh, my God, it was devastating. He was out cold, eyes in the back of his head. I'm sure everybody's seen it. But anyway, congratulations to Edwards. He's the new champion, and um, yeah. You, you can't be disrespectful in UFC. It's just that's not the sport to do that in. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, suggest and, it. And, and, and mixed martial arts in general, man, these guys will humble you. Yes. Oh, yes, they will. And I'm sure Usman is very humble now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Great Debate Show. Again, download, subscribe. Let us know what you think about The Great Debate Show by rating and reviewing us. We're going to get started right now with some breaking news somewhat. Because the news that came from Bleacher Report on Monday morning is that the Memphis Grizzlies are throwing their hat back in the ring for Kevin Durant and a possible trade. And I guess we just want to briefly talk about, is it going to happen? Can it happen? And if so, well, who's going to be a part of this trade? Where do we have a ball game? Where do we have a deal or no deal? And we'll start with Nick, since Nick seems to be so... He seems to be so high on this trade possibly happen, even though, Nick, you and Terrence have said that they're going to run it back in Brooklyn. What is it going to take for this to happen? What What will you, if you're the general manager for Brooklyn, I mean for the Grizzlies, what would you give up? Because the Nets seem to want a haul. Is that going to happen? Are we going to see Kevin Durant in Memphis? Nick, go ahead, please. So I'm going to preface everything I'm about to say with, I don't actually believe any of it's going to happen. As I've said, Kevin Durant's going to be in Brooklyn. You know, Josiah is digging his heels in. He's in. He's going to call you bluff. If you if you want us to believe that you're going to retire or sit out the whole season and do whatever, then you're going to have to show me. And in the 
meantime, I'm expecting you to training camp, and let's try to go see if we can win title for the Brooklyn Nets. And um, so, you know, with that being said, the idea of Kevin Durant in Memphis is certainly intriguing for a lot of reasons. One, I think, and I think I think it's kind of a, a both ways thing. I think they could that Kevin Durant and the Grizzlies could have a settling effect on each other that I think would be beneficial to both parties, provided that Kevin Durant was enthusiastic about coming to Memphis, right? What I mean by that is for Kevin Durant, what I think, I think because of the the best Kevin Durant I think I've really seen would be late OKC Kevin Durant. I think, you know, when he's with the, with the Golden State Warriors, it was more of an enhanced thing due to the team that was around him. But just from an from a, uh, atmosphere standpoint, I think being in a smaller town like Memphis as opposed to being in the spotlight in Brooklyn or like he was in Golden State, um, being in a small town like, like, you know, Oklahoma City, obviously, I think that caters more to who Kevin Durant is. I, I don't think he's really much of a spotlight guy when it comes to being out and on the scene. Now, he'll, he'll do his stuff to get in the headlines, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying in terms of him being like an out and on the scene type of guy, you know, more like a LeBron trying to, you know, you know, being in movies and need to be in Hollywood, Kevin Durant's not that guy. And so I think, uh, to me, and so I think that would be beneficial to him. And I think in turn, he would be obviously beneficial to the Grizzlies on the court, not only because of how good he is, but because it would give the Grizzlies a settling veteran pre- presence that's also obviously their best player at this point. Um, give them some guidance and some direction. And not necessarily that Kevin Durant has been the best leader, but I think that that would be a group of guys that he could, that if he wanted to, he could find a way to gel with and therefore make them better. The problem is, the next problem is, what are the Grizzlies willing to give up in order to make that happen? If, there, if that was ever to be a possibility, what would the Grizzlies be willing to give up to make that happen? And so a couple of interesting things that I heard today were, you know, obviously the, the linchpins are either really Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr. You're not getting job, obviously. And so past that, it's like, okay, are you willing to part with one or both of them in order to make it happen? The thing about it is with Bain, you have to give up a lot more in order to make the money work. But with Jay, with uh, the Jaron, you don't have to give as much to make the money work, but you're losing Jaron who, you know, you've kind of established really as the number two guy on your on your team at this point. And so you got to think about the the uh, culture impact that has on the team. You have to think about the, you know, the locker room chemistry and all that type of stuff and kind of the impact that has. Um, if, if you told me I had a committed Kevin Durant that was ready and willing to come play in Memphis, I think I would be willing to part with one of them. And I, I definitely wouldn't part with both of them. But I, I would at least listen to what it would look like for one of them. And then I would have a conversation with Ja. I'd have a conversation with Kevin Durant. And, you know, if, if this is me talking as the Grizzlies general manager, and if those guys are on board with it, and if Ja says, hey, you know, I can get the rest of the guys in the locker room on board with it, if we lose Jaron or if we lose Desmond, then I pull the trigger. If Ja says, nah, guys ain't going to be on board with that, you know, it'd cause some issues, then I don't. All right, Nick. <laughs> When you said, like, like uh, I said not, it's not going to happen. Kevin I know, I know, I know. I just, I got, I got a little, I got tickled when you mentioned about him uh, not wanting to be in the spotlight. Let me tell you something. <laughs> from my experience, from my very up close experience, it ain't anywhere in Memphis. Kevin Durant, big tall, self can hide. I will, I will find Kevin Durant every day if it was my job. Yeah, that man is. That man is seven feet and bad haircut every day. <laughs> and I know where he won't be. He won't be in any of the local barbershops. He won't I will, be we will. We will. If, if somebody if somebody comes to me and they say, Terrence, your job today is to go and ask Kevin Durant a question. I guarantee you in 30 minutes, I'll find his big tall self. So Memphis ain't the place for it, man. People don't realize, like, I know Memphis is only a top, like, top 50 uh, media market, but it's a very aggressive top 50. We'll find you. Hey, Jarvis. <laughs> oh, oh, no. So, so, to be clear, so, I mean, so, to be clear, he obviously would be the biggest star in Memphis, just like he was the biggest star oh, in the city. Easily. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's not that's not the problem. I'm saying he's the, he's, he's the big fish in a small pond as opposed to being the big fish in a big pond. 
I think uh, right, in, right. In, in an ocean. Yeah. And I, I think being a big fish in a small pond fits him better. And then also, uh, <laughs> for those of us who like to believe in conspiracy, <laughs> Jarvis, um, if you as the league see that you're breeding a Golden State-Memphis rivalry, what better thing to do? All right. Throw Kevin Durant in the middle of it. All right. It's the thought. Hey, hey. Well, well. Make a good T, point, Nick. T, Make a good point. I'm just, good point. I'm just saying he won't be able to hide. Yeah, right, right. So don't don't think he's coming here to like go, you know, go into a bat cave. Nah, I'll right. be waiting at the bat cave, like <laughs> Mr. Durant. Uh. Right. <laughs> like, I, mean, we'll I know practice started an hour, so you got to be leaving soon. Traffic is a uh, right. Exactly. Exactly. You don't want to go out three eighty five because you know he ain't living in Memphis. He'll be in he'll be in Carterville. Yeah. Arlington, Oakland, somewhere, somewhere. Southwind, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go, yeah, something like that. Arlington, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll find them. Either way, either way, I, I'm just so done with the Kevin Durant talk. Holler at me when he's been traded. That's just the way I see it. I'm, Agreed. I'm tired yeah. of talking about him. I don't think he's getting traded. Both of you guys said they were going to run it back in Brooklyn. I think you are right. Let's not drink the Kool Aid because I think that's all this is. Uh, the idea of it, Nick, as you were saying earlier today when we were speaking, yeah, the idea of it is it's, it's something to think about. Hey, Durant could possibly come to Memphis. But again, Desmond Bain is off the table. Jared Jackson Jr. off the table. And I know that you may think I'm crazy when I say this, but there's really one thing that could happen. And I'm sure this would make Brooklyn just say, forget the draft picks. Well, they'll still take a few draft picks probably, but don't shoot me because I'm a big-time Jai fan. We all know that. Stop it. Don't even say it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I'm going to say it. Just an even swap. KD for Ja. And, 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 and how, quick would, how quick would Brooklyn pull the plug on that? But would Memphis want to do it because Ja, being their future, they just paid him. They probably can't even trade him. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah they can. I'm sure they probably can unless – it's in the you know, a no trade clause. Could Kevin Durant come to Memphis and make this team better? We know that the Grizzlies win a lot of games without Ja. I'm not. I'm just saying. Again, I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk about it. But Ja for KD, maybe throw a few draft picks in there. Ja Morant and Ben Simmons in Brooklyn. Woo! And Kyrie staying too. That's still pretty good. And, and that's another thing. John and Kyrie wouldn't fit together. I mean, Kyrie is a shooting guard, though. Let's be honest. He's not a real point. Yeah, but now you got two small guards on the court, and neither one of them is Steph Curry. So, I mean... Uh, I mean, who is Steph Curry, though? What are you saying? Exactly. That's why you don't run two small guards. Okay. Well, isn't the Atlanta Hawks going to do that this season? And that's why they're not going to be very good. Yeah. I can't argue with you on that, Nick. I don't know why everybody. But look, we had a great debate on social media. Everybody was just like, yeah, this team is going to be good. But mm, I'm like, nah. But hey, man. They're going to look good possibly in the East because the East is sorry. But when it when it comes to playoff ball, they, they won't last long. Right. Yeah. Right. Guys, we, we ain't got to talk about this too long. The only argument I will make for making a Kevin Durant trade in our realism, in our, our realism, is that next year the landscape of the West could look different, right? Like we, uh, Clippers were a non-factor last year because Kawhi wasn't there. Uh, the Lakers should be better. I, they could should possibly be, be worse, right? Mm, yeah, they could be. I would hope so. New Orleans should be better because we should be getting. Jaws somewhat of a rival with the first pick in the, in that draft, uh, um, brother Zion. Yeah. So the, the landscape of the West as a whole, Jamal Berger will be back. So a lot of those teams that Memphis kind of leapfrog will get exponentially better just from getting people back. Not even, not even additions. Uh, Minnesota, we don't know what what Minnesota will look like with the, with Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Minnesota uh, baby, don't we have a, don't we have a bet on that, Nick? Minnesota baby, me, me and Jarvis do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I should have. I should have stuck my head in there too. Yeah. I mean, you can get uh, in. That's fine. Is, is it too I, late? Cause I'm. Come on, I'm Nick. Just, I got you, man. I'm trying to have enough spice zeros to last me all of twenty twenty. Sports book's still open. It's all good. <laughs> I'm trying to have enough. Well, hey, 
what, what what's your drink what's your drink of choice again? Was it Don Julio? Don Julio. Right. All right. Well, well Don Julio show me right. One bottle of Don Julio to two cases of Sprite Zero. I take it. All right. Again, Nick, all I need all I need is for the Timberwolves to be better than a seven seed. I think, and I win. Am I am I correct? I think Nick says they're going to be worse. That's all I got to do is them be seven six seed. That's all they have to do. Because seven seed they're a playing team, right? And because we said they're a playing, so that's what I said. Seven seed is not a play in though, is it? Oh, and they do seven and eight. No, is it eight and nine and ten? Yeah. I think it's eight and nine, ten and eleven, right? I, I think so. I don't think seven. I think seven's in. They're in, but I know. double checked that. No, man. no, no. You're right. No, 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 no. He's right. Seven is the home seed. Seven is like the number one seed in the play. Oh, okay, okay. Seven plays. Okay. Seven plays ten, and eight plays nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But seven just has to win one game, and they're in. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. En- enough of the basketball talk. Well, enough of the KD talk. One more thing, real quick. Donovan Mitchell could possibly still get traded from the Utah Jazz, and it could be to the New York Knicks. Terrence, our, our co-host Terrence Smith, is a Knicks fan. Oh, my God. He just he just put the hat on. For two years of podcasting, Terrence almost hid the fact that he's a Knicks fan. And now he's doing hiding. And now he's broken out the Knicks hat. We're live. We're we're we're, we're live on YouTube right now. Uh the, the great debate show available wherever you get your podcast. Um, subscribe and download. Uh, we 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 need to be really live live on all the social media platforms with this right here, Terrence. You surprised me with this. He put the Nick hat on. Nick has Nick has the Photoshop already in the back <laughs> with Donovan Mitchell in the Nick jersey. This is nice. Y'all guys are really really coming out with the stops tonight. Um, hey, what could possibly what could it take for this to happen? We know Mitchell in Utah. He's he's not I'm not crazy about him being your number one, but he is definitely a number one superstar in New York, but he would have RJ Barrett, hopefully, still there. He would have Brunson, the addition of him, as well in New York. Terrence, it's your team, man. You're a Nick. As bad as the Knicks have been. How much better could they be if they make this trade for Mitchell? Uh better or worse is irrelevant, Jarvis. We just need something to cheer for. I got you. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Just something to cheer for. Something where I can be like, oh, watch out for my Knicks next year. <laughs> Is there anything serious to it? Nah, but I can't even do that now. And you you go through my timeline to see when the last time I made a Knicks post. Yeah, I'll be I'll be yeah. I'll be I'll be doing some scrolling, man, for a while, I believe. Or you would be. Yeah. Since Phil Jackson came in and screwed that team up, you haven't seen me talk about the Knicks. Right. Because like they got Stoudemire. Melo came over the next year via trade. They looked really good for a year and a half. Yep. And then they went down. And they never got back up. They and Phil Jackson came in and the first thing he did was was sign Lamar Odom and he was on crack. <laughs> <laughs> and this hat has been hanging in the rafters ever since then until right now. Well, so, I will say that. Give me some hope. I'm just like Liam. Interesting time. I would say it's definitely an interesting time to bring the hat back out because I hate to disappoint you, Terrence, but I would kind of lean. Well, I would lean towards thinking this may end up happening. I don't think it's going to make a big difference. I mean, it'll put you just below Cowboys territory in terms of you know getting excited each season, only to be a very disappointed fan. Um, I mean, I don't think the Knicks would be excited to the point where they thought they were going to win a title. But at least, you know, to the thought that, hey, we can make the playoffs and, you know, scare somebody maybe and maybe not lose to Atlanta. Um, but, I mean, past that, like I said, I'm coming over to the camp. I feel like I'm late to the party. Uh, Donovan Mitchell cannot be your best player and you win a championship. Um, he may can be your second or your third best player. Um, certainly your third, maybe your second, yeah. depending on who the first is. Um, but if if he doesn't have somebody better than him on his team with him, your team's probably not a cha- not a true championship contender. Um, and so you know, I mean, for the Knicks, obviously it's a, it's I guess would be a step in the right direction. Uh, you know, maybe they win another eight games. I don't know how many they won last year, but maybe they win That's a few a lot. more. Huh? That's a lot. You know, maybe they win a few more. Maybe they 
make a play-in tournament, you know, to make, make it somewhat interesting. Um, but even, you know, especially with what we said, he still won't even be the biggest star in New York because obviously Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, from what we've said, still going to be there. Um, so he's definitely not shining, outshining either one of those guys, and even if they're not even on the court. Right. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I mean, it's kind of a – it's really still kind of a non-starter for me. Um, but it's, it's something to talk about, so I guess we'll see. Right. I mean, the, the thing about it, though, Nick, is that what it what it does for me as a fan, in all seriousness, let me take this crap off, hold on. <laughs> in all seriousness, what it does for me, <laughs> back in character now, um, is it, because there's nobody else out there for them to get. There's no other trade for them to make. They're not trading for Durant. Durant don't want to go there. When Durant was a free agent, they didn't, they didn't even take him seriously. They didn't set a meeting up for him. So I don't think Durant would go there. Uh, that's how bad their organization is. Kevin Durant's a free agent. Would have considered going there, and, and they didn't even take him seriously. Um, that is the getting Donovan Mitchell is the best thing they can do in the offseason right now. They when when uh, uh, what's his name Jalen Brunson was a free agent. They like emptied the house, like they gave him gave him half of Manhattan, gave his daddy uh, a job, gave his daddy a job. Like they think I fined for tampering too for doing that, right, or something along those lines. Hmm. But like to me, Donovan Mitchell is the best move they can make. Sometimes you gotta just make the best move, man. Show your fan base that you actually want to win. Because right now, as constructed, they're not winning anything right now. No. Nope. So just show me you want to win. They are not. They are not doing really that at all. Terrence, is there anything that's off the table in in making a trade for Donovan Mitchell? Is there any player that's to off me, the table? To me, just to me, just R.J. Barrett. That's it. That that to to me, they can they can certainly have Julius Randle. And uh, Brunson is not tradable since he just got there. I think R.J. Barrett, Brunson, and Donovan Mitchell would be a much better Nick team, though. And uh, yeah, in an Eastern Conference, it's not it's not that good, you know. Like, the, well, the top half, but the bottom half, not so much. So, I All think right. I think they would definitely that, that'll, be that'll make them in position. I think it will put them in position for a play-in game. Yeah, yeah. I, they I would make it. They could make it. They could. I mean, they were in that position last year almost. They just kind of. I think they kind of fell out towards the end. But right. Um. You know, a few games here or there, and who knows? Right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna get into some football here now. Enough of the basketball. We'll see what happens with Kevin Durant. More than likely, nothing. Uh, same thing for Mitchell probably. But I think Mitchell will probably get traded. Uh, but it seems like that may be one of those right before the deadline type trades, not during the season. All right, guys, we're going to talk about the AFC East in a moment. But right now, Nick is letting me know we're going to talk about Tom Brady first because I'm looking at his picture right there in the background in a Raider <laughs> uniform. We possibly could see Tom Brady in a Raider. See, see this is why we got to get a TV deal or something. We need to be on TV to actually see the comedic uh, genius ways that Nick has here. Like, this is very, very, very comical right here. We need... Uh, we need this to be seen, man. Tom Brady and Grunk, Rob Gronkowski, were possibly going to be Las Vegas Raiders in 2020. And this was confirmed by Dana White, who told the story Saturday night, live during UFC fight night, at UFC whatever number it was, pay-per-view. The Gronks were watching on, on, on ESPN and if you want to say that Dana White was lying, you can't because Gronk immediately confirmed it and said yep. that it was true. Glad that it didn't happen, he said, but it could have happened. But John Gruden is the one who came in at the last minute when Brady and Gronk were about to be Las Vegas Raiders. Gruden blew it up. Now, can anybody tell me why he would do such a thing? And two, do we kind of wish that had to happen? Now that we know what we know now, Brady won the Super Bowl year one in Tampa. If he was a Raider, maybe who who would have won? It probably wouldn't have been the Raiders, though. So, just guys, quickly, your thoughts on that whole thing. And uh, John Gruden, does this kind of confirm why he's not in the league coaching right now by blowing that up? Go ahead, guys. Uh, Terrence, we'll start with you first. Yeah, I think John Gruden um, didn't want to relinquish any power. When you bring in somebody of the caliber of Brady, you you unfortunately have to relinquish a little bit of power. Uh, Brady's going to control a certain aspect of his game, and that's just it. That's kind of what I think. That's kind of what him and Belichick uh, clashed over. 
and Belichick was ready to trade him midseason at one point. That's not to say that Brady is a bad teammate or a bad player, uh, but I think that Brady is going to command a certain level of, uh, of. I think his respect level is so high that you just have to give him, you know, his, his, his leadership exceeds into something else beyond leadership. And I think John Gruden just didn't want to sacrifice that. I think of course he, he didn't want to sacrifice it. I mean, we, we all have seen kind of the, especially with, you know, some of the emails and things that have come out subsequent, but we've all kind of known that John Gruden had a bit of an ego or, or more than a bit of an ego. And right. so the idea that, you know, he's going to have some, you know, that he's signed this 10-year, $100 million deal to basically be the CEO of the Raiders, and then he's going to let Tom Brady come in. Like, right. I don't give a damn right. what you signed for. Tom Brady shows up to, to your organization. He's the CEO now. And John Gruden wasn't, wasn't going to get down with that. He wasn't going to take yep. that demotion. Um, you know, it, it seems to be apparently to his own demise, not only due, due to his uh, his email activity, but then also, you know, I would, you know, I think most people reason to bet that if you had Tom Brady and Gronk to that team, that they would probably they probably would have been more successful than they've been the last couple of years. Not that they've been and, a bad team the last couple of years. Um, right. But the and let me, and let me, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to cut y'all, but I just had to get this out there. What if there was also talk that says, "Hey, hey, uh, John, we got we got Tom, we got Gronk, they're ready." Gruden's like, "Okay, well, what 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 else do they need?" Well, Tom and Antonio Brown are really close to each other. <laughs> Tom wants to play with Antonio Brown, and on that one, I'm with I'm with Gruden on that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know if that door would have been open for Antonio to come back to 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 the Raiders. Then deals off. I'm going to Tampa. No, not even because of Gruden. I, I think we we already tried the Antonio Brown Raiders experiment, if I remember correctly. We did, we did, but this is what Tom wants. Again, you got you got to sacrifice something. Tom is coming in. Tom's going to get what Tom wants you point because there. Bruce Arias. And I didn't know this until uh, Antonio Brown's um, episode on the pivot that him and Bruce Arias had bad history in Pittsburgh when Bruce Arias was an assistant and, and Antonio mm. was like a rookie and first second year player. Yeah, um, he's a very young player over there. So that's why Bruce Arias didn't want him in, in in Tampa. But Tom was, you know, Tom wanted him. That's his guy. Tom's not crazy. Tom had years over there in in, in New England where he threw the Welker and and, and Amendola and um, uh, Julia Edelman, which those guys are good receivers. They're not great receivers. Antonio mm-hmm. Brown's a great receiver. Right. Tom Antonio Brown does everything they do much better than they've ever done it. A, a thousand times better. Antonio Brown does everything better as a receiver than, than like ninety nine percent of the receivers that have ever played football. That is true. So, well, I mean, no. that's hard to argue. I, with. I have a I have a very high rating for Antonio Brown's skill level. I, I I I'm just not to get into an Antonio Brown discussion. I think the only receiver pound for pound has ever been better than Antonio Brown is Jerry Rice. Wow, pound for pound. Wow. Like that's a strong statement. That's a debate if he was for random, day. If he was Randy Moss's height. If he was Calvin Johnson's height and size, ridiculous. He's a so bad. Like he's a bad pound, boy. The skill level now. I'm not talking about. I'm not saying he's better, he's a better receiver than Moss. I'm not saying he's a better receiver than Calvin Johnson. I'm saying if they were his size, they wouldn't be half as good as he was. Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, like, I guess my, my only my real rebuttal to that is that because of the size that they are, they learn to play the game differently. You understand what I'm saying? Like, in other words, the positions that Calvin Johnson needs to get himself in to catch a football are vastly different than the position that Antonio Brown has to be in to catch a football. Or, you know, even a Terrell Owens or Randy Moss. But I see, but my counter to that is, because of their height, they have more positions. Because they're up here. And most of those defenders that are six feet at the most can't get there. They, their, right. their height clearly gave them an advantage. Right. Well, Antonio Brown didn't have that. His his advantage was skill. You're right. Can't can't yeah. argue with that. Um, that's another debate for another day. As far as absolutely. how high, yeah, as far as how high you put him on that on that on that plat on that pedestal. But again, I get where you're going. For him to be at that size, that frame, yes, it did take a lot of skill to be that good. And look, that his. The way he looked, his size is the reason why he was like a fifth round pick, I believe, but uh, or sixth round pick. Yep. But anyway, sixth round, round, yeah. But look, let's get to the AFC East real quick. I just want to say that this is the reason why Gruden is overrated. The fact that he blew that up, 
and blew up a chance to to go with uh to not go with Tom Brady. Just overrated. And remember when Niner fans were bashing me when I said we should go get Brady in 2020? The hell with Garoppolo? How did that work out? It looks like they should have went throw, with Brady. One throw away, a throw that Brady would have made. A throw that Brady would have made, though, had we had him. We should have gotten him the next year. Everybody just, just wanted me to shut the hell up about that throw, though. Look, he won a Super Bowl in 2020. That could have been with the Niners instead of the Buccaneers. He was going to go to the Raiders. All the Niners had to do was say, come on home, and he would have done it. So, again, what's the difference? You're, you're passing the keys to Trey Lance right now. So, point blank. That's exactly how it should have how it should have went, how it should have went down. Okay, so, now, we're about to start the AFC East. And, and I'm so ready to get this thing started because – the AFC East is, uh, you know, something that we, the AFC East is something that we have been wanting uh, to talk about for a minute. Uh, well, I ain't going to say for a minute, but there's a few surprises that we'll probably uh, hit you with here. So as we get started with the AFC East, excuse me there, um, lost a guy, so I want to get them back in real quick here. Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. We're, we're about to go ahead and get started with the AFC East. We've got Nick back on the line. Terrence Smith is on the line. And now we're ready to hey. get it. Now we're ready to get it popping. Um, guys, uh, AFC East. Uh, well, let's go with Nick first there on here. Let's go with Nick first. What you got from, 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 from top to bottom or from the bottom to the top? How was it looking here with the AFC East? Um is it a is it a new day in time for somebody else, or you know like again the Patriots did the damn thing for like twenty years, and and now it looks like Buffalo's about to do the same, but uh, hey, I don't know, Nick, I'll let you go first. AFC East, you got the green light. So as as it kind of has been the case in a lot of divisions, I don't, I don't think it's any different here. The clear top and bottom, the, the top and the bottom of the division are pretty clear. Uh, Buffalo's going to win division, and the bottom is the Jets. They're going to lose, and they're going to lose badly. Um, you know, <laughs> a I don't think that Zach Wilson is going to turn out to be what you know, whatever the best people think he's going to be. I don't think he's that. Um, I just don't see the Jets. You know, going with they, they made some good draft picks, uh, some things that could make them slightly interesting this year. But I still don't see them winning more than six games. Uh, seven games would probably be a great season, but I, I'm thinking more of a six and eleven type team for them. Uh, the interesting part is obviously in the middle of the division between the Patriots and the Dolphins. Uh, the the Patriots obviously have made a few moves, uh, made a few moves at receiver. Um, kind of tried to help Mac Jones out, got rid of Nikhil Harry, sent him to Chicago. Uh, the Dolphins obviously made the big move of the offseason, bringing in Tyreek Hill. Uh, they actually also have been rated to have the best uh, cornerback room in the league, but the cornerbacks are just very thin um, in terms of their depth. Uh, they got Byron Jones on one side. And um, the other guys, uh, Xavier Howard on the other. Uh, so, I mean, you know, those guys stay healthy. They, they've got some lockdown corners on the outside. Um, and so uh, because of that uh, and because of the incredible talent they do have on offense, albeit there are some concerns about Tua's uh, ability to kind of progress, I think I would put the Dolphins in second place in the division, um, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of a 10-11 win team. Um, 9-11 win teams, I guess I, guess I would say. Uh, and then I would put uh, to the Patriots right behind them, probably in that same neighborhood. Uh, if the Dolphins end up at a you know ten and seven um, type type record, then the Patriots maybe uh, nine and six or nine nine and eight, uh, maybe even ten, maybe even have the same record at ten and seven, and just you know the Dolphins win in the tiebreaker or something along those lines. I think the middle of the division would be very tight, uh, but Buffalo will be clearly the best team in the division, and just will be clearly the worst. All right, T. All right, well. Um, I don't want to come off as somebody that's trying to, um, uh, what do they say, give a hot take. That's what the kids say these days. Yeah, you mean like uh, I usually Nick, do? Nick, I'm witch on, on New York. Um, I, th- I do I do believe that the New York Jets are one of the probably the five worst franchises in all the sports. I don't know what the other four are, but I know that the, the Jets are on that list. Uh, Miami will very, very, Miami, New England, and Buffalo, whoever's in that middle, Part though, like you said, they will be very competitive. But I want to, I want to first kind of do this in like a, just a little bit out of order, maybe. Uh, I want to go to Buffalo first because, like, I think the easy pick is to say Buffalo is going to be 
uh, head and shoulders better than everybody else, and they should be. But uh, that schedule, have y'all seen their schedule? That schedule, I, I, I have a brutal. Schedule. That schedule is brutal. They start off, and I'm not. I'm, this is not me coming with a bias. They start off with the Ravens, the Rams, uh, the Titans, and then they have got division game: Dolphins, Steelers, uh, Chiefs, Packers, Jets. Should be the that's the. This is the first. We're in week was is week six, I think. And then this is the first game I say for, I know for sure they're going to win. Vikings uh, should be okay. I'm sorry. You don't feel for sure they're going to beat the Titans at home? Uh, no, because uh, the Titans have Derrick Henry. And I think once you have that, uh, we don't know what they might get out of that young receiver. The Titans should be competitive still. The Titans have owned. The Titans have kind of owned Buffalo the past few seasons. I will say that. Will, 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 they, will they beat them? Probably so. But I'm not. What I'm saying is, I'm not 100 confident. We're talking about a division winner. We're just not. We're not talking about just some. We're talking about a potential Super Bowl per, uh, team here. So right. we're not just talking about you know just some middle of the pack team. These guys. Judge about. I say this. Judge by this schedule, they are either going to be. One of the best teams of all time with the resume they have to go through, or they're going to be average. Hmm. And they yeah. might, they may very well win that division at ten wins. Um, but I don't, I don't know if the, if they get to twelve or thirteen wins, I will, hey, I will stamp it that they should be regarded as one of the best regular season teams of all time because this schedule is is horrendous. Mm-hmm. And they even close it out with the Bengals and the Patriots. The Bears should be an easy win there. The Dolphins, you know, the division game is always rough. Um, they've got the Jets again, Patriots again. They, and I think they've got the Packers on there somewhere, too. Yeah, they've got the Packers on there. They have a rough schedule. Yeah. They have an, and, and it's not just them. Don't get me wrong. Now. It's the whole it's the whole division. They've got the uh, NFC North and the AFC North this year. And I don't – they might win a division, Nick, but they're, they're not going to, like, blow it away with, like, 13, 14 wins. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. And it might – it might legitimately come down to some tiebreakers, some division uh, games here and there with them and the Patriots. I would not be surprised if the Patriots snuck in and somehow won 11 games, Bills won 10, Miami won 9. Wouldn't be surprised at all. At that, at that all. It, that's not my prediction. I'm still going to say Buffalo's going to win the division, but I'm, still, I'm saying they're going to win it at 10 or 11 games. Okay. Uh-huh. And, I mean- and and. And whoever's under them might have the same amount of wins because of dirt, because Buffalo's schedule is just a little bit tougher than New England's. Right. Um, but uh, it's going to come down to some tiebreakers somewhere in there or or some head-to-head matchups. And they might even come down, as Jarvis always talks about, to the last game of the season. It could mm-hmm. very well come down to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see it. Like I said, I, I'm, I mean, based on what you're saying, and I'm, kind of, I'm looking through this schedule now as well. Yeah, I, I mean, it's rough. I'm going, I'm going into this anyways thinking – the Bills are one of the best teams in the league, and I think they'll show that. Um, so, I mean, you know, going going through it, um, you know, if you ask me to pick right now, I might lean towards them beating the Rams in week one. Uh, like I mentioned a little earlier, I got them beating the Titans. I got them beating the Dolphins. Uh, the Ravens could be a very interesting game. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, out, out of those four, I'd say, you know, three and one is probably what I would expect. Um, Steelers, they'll win. Chiefs will be a big interesting one, obviously. That could definitely go either way. Um, regardless of what people think about Tyreek Hill being gone, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be just fine. Um, you know, then they then they got the Packers coming to town. I can see a win there. They go to the Jets. I see a win there. Vikings, that's a win. Browns, I see a win. Uh, even though, you know, by turning to the Browns, they will have Deshaun Watson back theoretically. See what I'm uh, saying? That's, hey, that's tough. That's real tough. Uh, but, you know, but then again, it depends on kind of the position the Browns are in by then. You know, if, if Jacob Brissett doesn't hold down the fort in the way that they want it, as they expect it to, then, you know, they could be in the position where they're basically out of it anyway. Right. Uh, then you got, you got, got, you know, you go to the Lions, you go to the Patriots, uh, you got the Jets coming to town, the Dolphins coming to town. I mean, it, it, it's it's interesting, but I, I could definitely see them as a 12, 13 win team. I, 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 all I can tell you to do is pay attention to the last two weeks of the season. If Cincinnati is not already super, was it the, the runner-up hangover? The, the is that what they call it? Super, super Bowl hangover, huh? The, the, the hangover. If they're not on that, they've got the Bengals, and they finish it up with the Bengals, and then the, uh, the Patriots come to Buffalo. That could be very interesting. Their last game of the season, and I said they're not even knowing that they play the Patriots the last game of the season. That could be very interesting. Hmm. Okay. All right. Good stuff, guys. Uh, so, how many wins do you have for Buffalo, Nick? Did you say how many? I'm going I'm going 12 13. 
Okay, got you. And Terrence, you think about you think about ten? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm gonna 11? take the I'm gonna take eleven, and I'll take the under on that. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it's ten wins. Got you. All righty. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Now I'll quickly try to get through mine. Then uh, I do agree. We all agree with the New York Jets being at the <laughs> at the at the bottom of the AFC East. Poor Jets. Um, you know what? I think that D'Amico Ryan's. For the San Francisco 49ers, our defensive coordinator would do such a good job. He'll be taking the Jets job next year as head coach. And Robert Sala will come back to San Francisco and be the D.C. again. Because, you think so? man, it's going to be one of those crazy, wild, wild seasons. But the Jets won't change a thing. They'll still be bad as ever. And, yeah, he'll probably get fired. Um, because I got the Jets winning, like, four games. That's it. And... I'll work my way up to the top. The New England Patriots. <sighs> Last year the Patriots were uh what? 10 and 7, 9 and 8. They were a wild card team though. And the Triple Bs is something that I wanted to use all through. Of course, if you haven't heard the Great Debate show, if you haven't heard the Great Debate show before, Triple B stands for Bill Belichick Biatch. And that's just him just Stunting, throwing the clipboard down like I don't need Brady. And, you know, like, hey, that wasn't bad for what happened in 2021. Mac Jones rookie year. Boom, playoffs. They got dragged by Buffalo, but that's Buffalo. 2020, they had Cam Newton. He got COVID. Let's forget about that season. That shouldn't even count. So I've been very, very, very high on Belichick to show everyone that it was not just Brady for the reasons they won those Super Bowls. Well, I may be about to lose that battle for good because the Patriots this season are probably going to be, what do I have in my notes here? I think I have the New England Patriots being 6-11. and 11. That's what I see from looking at their schedule. I hope I'm wrong because Belichick may come out as the smartest SOB in the league with I, you're going to call the offensive play sometimes. I'm going to call him sometimes. Uh, Joe Judge, you're going to do this. Uh, 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 what's the guy with the beard? P- Patrick, Patricia, I mean, you're going to do that. Like, what the hell are we doing here? There's no OC. Josh McDaniels is gone. They say it's going to be a wreck. But it may not be. Who knows? But looking at the schedule, man, I think 6-11 and 11 is pretty fair for the New England Patriots. Working my way up. The Miami Dolphins, all right? I got them at number two. I think most of us do if you expect the Miami Dolphins to be better than what they've been, all right? So let's 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 talk about the Miami Dolphins. Um, man, I'm trying to pull their stuff up. Here we go. All right. I, I got 10 and 7, and the reason why is because the Miami Dolphins are adding some speed to this team. Raheem Mostert, a whole lot of speed. Uh, ex-49er. Tyreek Hill, a whole lot, a lot of speed. Um, they've already got Waddle, a lot of speed. And you add Mike McDaniel, the former OC and game coordinator and all of that stuff in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan. And you're going to bring that Shanahan offensive style to the Dolphins with all that speed and Mostert with the stretch and the other backs that they have. They've got about two or three solid backs, which is, which is needed because Mostert will get hurt. But Tyreek Hill off a play fake, a naked boot, over the top, or Waddle, or whoever, damn, this could be dangerous. I've got the Dolphins with 10 wins because, I mean, I can easily see it. I mean, week one, they 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 host the Patriots. Week two, they go to Baltimore. I don't know. That's up in the air. Lamar doesn't have any weapons, though, so the Dolphins could win that one. Um, now the Bills, that's a loss. The Bengals could be a loss, but then they got the Jets. They've got the Vikings. They got the Steelers. They got the Lions. They've got the Bears. They've got the Browns with no Deshaun. They've got the Texans. Those could all be wins before they go to San Francisco. I see ten and seven. They'll lose to the Chargers. They'll lose to the Bills. At home, they may beat the Packers, but they may lose to the Packers, and then they finish the season off with the Patriots and the Jets. The Patriots season will be over with by then. Give me the Dolphins with 10 and 7. Uh, I really do think that they could, uh, you know, be 10 and 7, win the playoffs. Because let's be, let's understand that Brian Flores had this defense really good. And this is a team that won, what, eight of their last nine? 
last season. Yep. Starting they, with my Ravens. They ran through after that. They ran through after that. All right? So, that's the Dolphins. And, of course, at the top, of course, it's the Buffalo Bills. And I want to explain to you why I'm going to give them the record I am going to give them. The Buffalo Bills are possibly, as Nick was saying, the best team in the NFL. Now, are they going to win the Super Bowl? Man, I don't know. Probably not. Um, But just looking at their schedule, oh, my God. I've always said, after I kind of dogged the Rams out last week, I've already said that the Rams are not going to win week one. They're going to be too too hyped and too litty and geeked up after getting their Super Bowl rings. Like, wow, these things really do fit. Hey, wait a minute. We got a football game. Yeah, and you got it against the Buffalo Bills. This is not this is no sleepover. These are this is not any chopped liver. They're gonna beat them. And I think they're gonna beat them pretty good. Because that's just how it goes sometimes when the Super Bowl team st- starts opening night and they're just high off of a Super Bowl. And they're not really ready. And they're not as hungry. Gimme Buffalo on week one. They gotta play the Titans week two, and I think this is on a Monday night. The the Titans have owned Buffalo. But I'm just going to go on a limb and say that finally Buffalo is going to get over that, just like they finally did with Kansas City in the regular season meeting. They did beat the brakes off of the Chiefs. And uh, they just couldn't get it done in the postseason. But they're going to work on that, I guess. I think they get the Titans in week two. And then after that, <sighs> and now again, now, I see what Terrence is talking about. That could easily be 0-2, but I don't think so. It, it could be. It, it could be. 0-2 going, going into a tough game. It could be going into a tough game in Miami. And I think they lose that game in Miami. I think that's their first loss right there. And then they go to Baltimore. I don't know what to think about Baltimore. That could be a slip-up game, but nah. I think that just Josh Allen and those guys, Diggs, and the offense and the defense with Von Miller added, com- coming to the addition of that defense, I think they win. I think they beat the Steelers, even though the Steelers have a great defense. But I think that's not going to be enough. I don't think it's going to be enough, I mean, in Buffalo. They've got the Chiefs in Kansas City. Man, I'm tired. These guys play all the time. I don't know what this is. The Warriors. I guess this is like the Warriors versus the – what's another exciting team out west that they used to play? Uh, I don't know. They beat everybody so bad at one point. I don't get to see Golden State and Phoenix when it matters. So I don't know what to say or who to who, who I need to be making a comparison to, but I know that the Bills and Chiefs will be another showdown, and it's going to be a America's Game of the Week or whatever. It's going to be on CBS or Fox, and it's in KC. But I think Buffalo wins. Green Bay comes to town. I think it's a dub, and then it really gets easy. Jets, dub. Vikings, dub. Browns, dub. This is no Deshaun Watson. The Lions in Detroit, dub. Patriots, a dub. Jets, a dub. Hosting the Dolphins, a dub. Going to Chicago, another dub. And finally, I think they lose to the Bengals, maybe. Maybe in Cincinnati. And then they close the season out against the Patriots. I don't think that game even matters. The Bills may lose that game only because they chilling. Look, I see they could possibly lose four, four games. The Raven game is a sneaky one. They could lose that one. Watch out for the Viking game when the Vikings come into town. I think the Vikings are going to be better than what people are giving them credit for. And Green Bay is coming to Buffalo, but I don't know what Green Bay team that'll be by October 30th, you know, when they come into Buffalo. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Could they go 13-4? and four? Hell yes. But, Nick, I think they're going to be even better than that. I got 15-2. and two. I think the Buffalo Bills will have the best record in the NFL. And I think that I, I just can't find enough losses. I think they're that good. And I think, and, and another reason why I'm saying it is because they have to do this. They literally, in my book, have to do this. The Buffalo Bills have been that team that it's like, that window is not going to be open forever. You got to go ahead and get the Chiefs in the postseason when it matters the most. And whoever else is left standing, you got to knock them out of the way as well. This is the year Buffalo has to get to the Super Bowl. I'm not predicting they'll get there, but they have to get there. And uh, somebody on YouTube Live just gave me a great comparison where I was a little having a Kelly a Kelly Bundy moment. I had a brain freeze there. Peyton and Brady. That's exactly what Mahomes and Josh Allen have become, I guess. Yeah, Peyton and Brady. So Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, 
this is what they're seeing when you see the Bills and Chiefs. But this is the year the Bills have to they have to just get them out of their rear view. Put them in their rear view, I mean, get past them. You're nothing. You don't have Tyreek anymore. All these guys that you've added, uh, Val, Valdez, Scantling, and whoever else, those are still not enough. They, they don't make up for Tyreek Hill. I only see two true losses, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going 15-2. and two. They very well could be 13-4, and four, somewhere in between that 13-15. and 15, But I don't think they win 12, 11, 10. No, I think they blow that out of the waters. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying they'll be a Super Bowl team, but I think they will be the best regular season team this year. And I think they have to do it. And they have to run through the playoffs as well because if not, then we're just going to say that the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen is just Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts if they don't do this. This has to be the year where they have that 2006 Indianapolis Colts season. Blow it out the park. I think they do it in the regular season. 15-2. and two. That's what I got. All right. Um, guys, I know I probably went overboard there. You may think I may be putting a little <laughs> on. That's what I see. I'm sorry. I see a lot of wins again. Now, if this thing starts off ugly and it doesn't accumulate to wins like I'm saying and they actually end up being losses like Terrence is saying, then, yeah, it can definitely go downhill from there because, I mean, who – how how hard is it going to be for the Buffalo Bills if they lose the first three games and they go into Baltimore 0 and 3? That's not going to that's going to be dangerous then. But I mean, again, I think they're probably 2 and 1 going into their game and they probably still beat the Dolphins. I'm just giving the Dolphins some credit because their speed is going to be unmatched. It's going to be hell to try to stop that in a Shanahan system. He's already getting the benefit that Shanahan wanted five seasons and he hasn't gotten that and Mike McDaniels is going to get it year one with the Dolphins as his first time being a head coach that speed when Shanahan was trying to run Pierre Garçon on one side and Marquise Goodwin on the other who had that oh unbelievable track speed he wasn't Tyreek though he's got Tyreek I haven't heard in a long time I know right well you know Pierre Garçon Pierre Garçon, that's right. That boy's something serious now. Yeah, Man, well. Peyton, hey, Peyton had that boy looking real good. Well, who didn't Peyton have looking good? That's 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 what he did. That's what he did. Yeah. More reason why I didn't think Marvin Harrison should have been a first ballot over T.O., but that's neither here nor there. But right, Peyton, right, Peyton, right. Peyton Manning was a Hall of Fame quarterback. Terrell Owens hadn't played with one Hall of Fame quarterback, unless you count the, the, the garbage years where he was coming out the bench, you know, in 98-99, you know, with Steve Young. But anyway – I digress. Um, this is going to be a good season. I think this season is going to be uh, filled with surprises, and I think the Miami Dolphins will be one of those pleasant surprises. Let's get teams like the Dolphins and the Raiders back in the postseason, uh, you know, going far in the postseason. The Buffalo Bills going to three and four Super Bowls in a row, whether they win them or not. Let's get back to those days, and maybe that's what we're about to see. Who knows? But I know one thing's for sure. I know one thing for sure. The Buffalo Bills are going to run through the regular season. I don't care how this schedule looks. I see them running through it. And again, they're playing the NFC North. Let's stop acting like that's a tough task. They've got the Bears. Everybody in that division gets a lick, a crack at the Bears and the Lions. And that that is, that's a dub. You can mark that those, right those, now. Those are wins, absolutely. In a pin. And then again, but, but now I do think the, the Packers are going to be tough, and you know the Vikings are always a wild card. I don't know how tough the Packers are going to be. That, that I, I, it sounds fitting to say, Terrence, you could be right, but I'm not sure how tough the Packers are going to be this year. I'm just not. I'm not sure. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to make everybody better on the field, but if that defense, that defense has to play even better than it did the last season and the season before that. And that defense has been pretty good. And you're going to ask them to be even better because they don't have the best receiver in the league or we're about to find out if he was really the best receiver in the league. I can't wait to get to the AFC West and talk about the Raiders and Devontae Adams. But Why I feel like you're going to say something wild when we get to that too? Man, I'm always saying something wild on this show. You know that by now. <laughs> I know, but the way you said that made me feel like you got a real wild take coming for that. Uh... And... 
no, talk about it. I think you will. Yeah, we'll see. But I think you kind of know where I'm going with that AFC West. But yeah, we'll we're gonna talk about it. That's for damn show. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the AFC South, and the Tennessee Titans have ran the AFC South for the past few seasons here. But Matt Ryan may have something different to say about that now that he is an Indianapolis Colt. Um, the Houston Texans, there's a guy named Davis Mills. I think that's his name, the quarterback. Did I say it right? Is it Davis Mills? Or is it? you right. Okay. Davis Mills says, don't forget about me. Don't sleep on me. I'm going to be better than what y'all think. We're going to be in Texas, in Houston. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. They must like him. They still haven't called for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and then you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, who probably will still be near the bottom, if not the bottom. But they've added Doug Peterson. And if anybody can fix a quarterback, or I'm not going to say fix him, but, you know, turn his numbers, his statistics into a, into a better, uh, uh, much better than they were last year in Trevor Lawrence going into year two, they say it's Doug Peterson. So there are some things that we got to talk about with the Jaguars and the coaching staff and what Peterson can help Trevor Lawrence bring to the table in Jacksonville. But again, it's probably the Titans or the Colts. And who's going to win that, though? So we can't wait to get into that because we want to talk about who's the best running back in that division. Jonathan Taylor's starting to get a lot of love and a lot of yes. and, a, and a lot of King Henry fans, they don't think that you know, he should be getting that much love. And then again, there are some Colt fans or Jonathan Taylor fans who think that King Henry gets too much praise. So we're going to talk about not only the AFC South, but who's the better back or who will have the better season in in you know, between those two. Period. Jonathan Taylor, King Henry coming back. Uh, this is going to be good. AFC South, and then after that, we're gonna we're gonna finish it up with a with a with a, a big one, a wham bam. Thank you, man, because we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, the AFC North and the AFC West. I think we're gonna have to squeeze them both in on that last episode before the season kicks off that Thursday. So we've got so much more to go. And we're in the AFC now. Uh, guys, that's all I've got. Just wanted to talk about the AFC East. We've all got the Bills being at the top. We've got the Dolphins at number two. Um, all three of us did, right? Yeah. So yes. that's so that's pretty so that was pretty easy, but it's just where they're gonna be at. That's the thing. Because if two teams come out the east like I have them, I've got the Dolphins in the playoffs and I've got the, the Bills in the playoffs, then that means three teams can't possibly come out the AFC West. And a lot of people think that there will be three teams coming out the AFC West. I just don't know if that'll happen because they're playing the NFC West. And the NFC West still ain't no joke, you know. Um, just because the NFC isn't the best doesn't mean like the NFC West still isn't the best division in the NFC. All right? Nick. Yeah, and I, think, I think one thing that needs to be noted also is that um, uh, what's uh, Raiders' new head coach? Josh McDaniels. Yeah. It's no longer with New England. And a lot of times I feel like uh, rookies, when they have to switch offensive coordinators, uh, it can be very detrimental. I've seen that, you know, so many times. So, Mac Jones, they, people are praising on him. He might be great, but, you know, we'll see when he has to, while he has to learn. Spend an offseason learning a new system, and we'll see how he looks in the regular season. Hey, man, it's like I said, Mac Jones, has, I, I can hear Mac Jones bumping his head right now on that ceiling, that low ceiling that he's already reached. That's just what I think. <laughs> and 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 I've got them at like six and eleven. And again, that I, I if anybody can get them, if anybody can make the Patriots better than what they really are, it's Bill Belichick. But yep. I'm just not sure how this is gonna look when you don't have a OC or a DC. And you just got a bunch of people just that know football just saying, okay, do this, do this, do that. And Mac Jones is just kind of like his head is spinning. And it could be it could be the best thing ever for the Patriots. Who knows? But as of now, I'm looking at their schedule. I'm sorry. The only wins I see is when they play the Bears and the Detroit Lions and the Jets. That's it. And 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 I've got I gave them six. So I mean, two of them are coming from the Jets. 
two of them are the Jets and two of them are the other two NFC North teams I said. That's four. So I don't know. But look, man, we'll see. But watch out for the Miami Dolphins. And again, if anybody thinks the Buffalo Bills are about to take a step back, we'll see. But I, I see a clean, even if they do start off bad like Terrence saying they could, man, they still can bounce right back with all of those wins that I saw, those doable wins that I saw, you know, like from a stretch of week six all the way to like 16. <laughs> it's a lot of wins I saw. So, guys, do y'all have anything else before we get out of here? One other thing, I definitely cannot uh, can't let this episode end without pointing out uh, by the time it you know airs on Tuesday, uh, this day in sports history is the birthday of, in my opinion, the best player I've ever seen play basketball, and that is the great Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. To, wow, was it twenty third? Twenty third. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, since we're talking about rest in pieces, uh, one of the best human beings that I ever knew, Devin L. Harris. A uh, very, very, very close uh, friend of mine, family member, whatever you want to call it, cousin, big bruh. We, I love you, man. I think about you every single day, and I wish you were still here. Um, today would have been his 40th birthday, and uh, may he continue to rest in power. Devin L. Harris, uh, I love you, man. And, um, uh, again, yeah, ripped the, rip the, uh, the black mama, Kobe. And um, that's all I got. Terrence, what else you got, man? Yeah, uh, shout out to the, uh, the the family and and friends and man, mother, sister, wife of of, of my guy, Prentice Perkins. Man, he passed away uh, last week. I think Perk had to be like thirty five. Man, and you know we he was a big Pittsburgh fan, so we spent plenty of days in school. You know, me joking about his Steelers and, and him joking about my Ravens. He really clowned me about my Ravens. So <laughs> uh, in those days, they they were competitive, but they weren't winning a whole lot. Uh, pre-Flacco days, you know. So, uh, man, just shout out to that guy. We've had so many football conversations over the years, and and unfortunately, you know, we won't get to have those anymore. But uh, he brought a lot of smiles to a lot of people. So shout out to him and his family, and, and you know, may, may, may his next life be even better than this one was for sure. Yeah, wow. Yeah, uh, I did hear about that, T. Uh, yeah, Rip. I, I didn't know him, but that doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, man, Rip, gone too soon. So sick of saying this stuff too, man. But damn, I know it, man. It I seems know like it. we're saying I, it every listen, other day they, now. They every can other tell week. you, man, that at Ole Miss, this was kind of a kind of a regular occurrence for us, man. We kind of had to grow fast over there. Yeah, we had to grow up real fast over there. We unfortunately lost a lot of people very young, and you know we had fun, but we paid the price for it. I always say that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well said, T. Um, well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this has been another great episode of the Great Debate Show. And uh, AFC South is coming up next week, Tuesdays. You know what that means. It's great debate show time. Me and Terrence will be back on Thursday. If not Thursday, we will be starting our Sunday uh, wrestling episodes where we can just break down the entire week from Monday Night Raw to AEW Dynamite, Rampage, and SmackDown all in one and all the news that's going on in wrestling also today. Um, I'm feeling like talking about some baseball too coming up before the postseason hits. The Yankees trying to get their swagger back. The Mets are good. Um, the Braves are still good. The defending champions. I'm learning a lot of more things in baseball, y'all. Uh, I'm just. <laughs> are you learning because of a uh, uh, good old sports book? A little bit, a little bit of that. <laughs> and and some of these games have actually been interesting, man. Like you know. Uh, I had some down days, man, back in uh, July, I believe, Terrence. You you know that, Nick, you know that. And as I was just trying to get some rest or whatever and get better, I was watching these games like, man, these games are pretty damn good. And uh, the Dodgers, man, if, you, if you've never been to a Dodger game, go. Uh, I'm saying that as if I've been to one, but I feel like I have. That's how great these games look in, in L.A. And, uh, look, we, I, I got to do that. But the Dodgers – the Yankees, the Mets, again, these games have been good, man, for real. Like, if anybody wants to hear us talk about baseball, please get to, go to the Great Debate Show page and let us know because we'll do it. I, I, I've got a little knowledge now about it, and it's like I used to watch it as a kid, stop, but baseball has been pretty good. Ladies and gentlemen, college football, we're going to have to talk about that more because 
we're gonna they're gonna be a part of our uh our fantasy league that we're gonna have coming up here pretty soon and um uh, i think i think what did we say we we're gonna call it uh i think it's going to be fantasy nick, football came with, nick, nick came up with the name of it <laughs> what you got nick? what did you come up with nick the name for what our fantasy, our fantasy football frenzy, or whatever you want to call it, that we're gonna be doing in uh, right before the season what starts. What did I call it? I remember I did come up with something. You, you did. did come up with it. Yes, you remember what is it? I don't remember. That's why I asked you. Like you remember? What did I call it? I know I don't remember. Uh, I didn't think we came up with anything. If you did, I've forgotten as well, Nick. Uh, but yeah, look. Anyway, whatever it is, <laughs> we'll have it together by then. And it's going to be fun, though, to get uh, more people to have fun and listen to the Great Debate Show and, and, and win, win yourself a little money. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting, you know, a little change. And uh, you ain't got to do nothing strange. All you got to do is just make the right picks. And we can do that. I'm sure we can. And uh, can't wait to see it. We'll be letting everybody know who, who's the winner. You'll get your name announced every single time. And um, some of these people are really good at this. I'm not very good at fantasy. Nick claims to be. We will see. Uh, I just think it's going to be a lot of drinking going on uh, this season, whether it's Don Julio, Nick and his Don Julio, or, you know, uh, me and a Heineken, or uh, Terrence. Um, shit, what did, Terrence, what do you drink? Sprite, Sprite Zero. Sprite Zero. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got. Um, I'm done. It's been another good one. Tom Brady. We talked about Tom Brady and Grant possibly being Raiders. We talked about the AFC East. We gave you our predictions. And we talked about Kevin Durant and the possibility of him coming to our city, our town, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Grizzlies, don't do it. Please don't do it. That's all I got to say. That's all I have. I'm done. There ain't a house big enough in Fraser to hold Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 he'd never see it if it was. I promise you that. <laughs> no, nah, he would not. No, nah, if he got sense, he would not. He he would not. Hey, KD, you don't oh, want to. You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to come down here. I promise you don't. Uh, you don't want no Dillons with Memphis. Trust me, man. Uh, Ja, he fits right in. KD, nah, man. I don't see it. I don't see it. What's up? Hey, Kevin Durant, get you get you an apartment over in Pepper Tree. I heard they're real nice. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> man look that's a memphis joke that's an inside memphis joke if anybody knows about pepper tree you know damn where well. kd better run as far as he can away from that <laughs> oh Ooh, man you, you wild you wild t <laughs> oh man man, man. right 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 uh that, that's it man we're out of here it's the great debate show again we're available wherever you get your podcast Man, download, subscribe, and you'll be notified every time we we uh, have a new episode up. And this one is about to go up. Thank you for listening. Everybody, please be safe out there. <laughs>